Have they beneficial uh, for you? I mean, just not practicing. Did you need that day just to? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate them for doing that. Uh, like I said, I want to be out there, but uh, I just appreciate them for letting me take that day. You saying, hey, I need a, yeah, I guess as a rookie, maybe you can't do that, right? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't say nothing. We saw you, I think it was last Wednesday, sort of not catching any passes and using only one hand for uh, your carries, did, as the week went on, did you get more comfortable? And, and was it sort of adjusting to the the plastic piece that's protecting your, your finger? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, at, during the middle of the week, uh, I just had to get comfortable holding the ball and stuff and seeing how the new little covering worked for me. And But by the end of the week, I was uh, good to go. You've been more involved in the pass game, catching passes the last couple of weeks. Is that something that you have grown in throughout the season, or have you just kind of been waiting for the opportunity, maybe combination of the two? Definitely uh, grown into it. Uh, like I say, uh, whenever a, a quick play is called, I just have to stay in there, And but I'm um, totally capable of doing it, though. There's a lot of times people talk about hitting a rookie wall, um, and you don't seem like you're doing anything like that. How is your body holding up, aside from the injuries, uh, Conditioning-wise, uh, like I say, uh, my body's uh, holding up pretty well. Uh, uh, no, it don't surprise me. Uh, like I say, uh, we have Elliot and Tom. They uh, they do a good job, or just let me know, hey man, come in and stuff. So uh, I appreciate them for that, and just uh, like I say, taking the uh, training room and the cold tub and hot tub and doing that also yeah, it really helps. You have like the uh, compression sleeve, the sport sleeve on your leg. Is that what, what's the purpose of that? Uh, that's just to uh, keep my uh, just like keep my leg, my left side of my leg uh, warm and stuff. Is that new? Uh, no, it's not new. It's just something that I always did. Past three weeks, I know you've only played two of those, but uh, each time you guys have gotten up to that forty carry mark. Can, as a running back, when you get toward the end of the game, when you guys have racked up that many carries, can you feel the defense being maybe a little bit? more tired than they were at the start of the game? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, like I say, having uh, the uh, the linemen up front, Juice back there, uh, wide receivers, they they bring defense. Like, they they, they tear them up. So, uh, yeah, most definitely. You could definitely tell a defense being tired once the game in. Mike, Mike McDaniel was talking about back, backside blocking and, and uh, the job that Trent Williams and Lakin Tomlinson do there. Is that something that you – you probably can't appreciate it, you know, during the game, but that you're seeing afterwards what they're able to do down the field on, on those types of plays. Oh, even even during the play, I see it. Uh, like I say, cutting back door and stuff, they knocking them down back there. So uh, you got to be able to see that to make that cut. But yeah, they do an awesome job of doing that. I love them. Kyle's talked about your vision. Where does that start? Like, how did you develop that? Type of vision where you see the holes opening up, what gap to run into. How does that? Where's the origin of that? Uh, really, like I say, that's just something that uh, that I had since I was small. Really, uh, just playing playing ball, being a running back, you gotta have vision. But uh, like I say, uh, it's always good when, uh, like I say, Bobby T. He reminds you of it. Like, make sure you have vision. Make sure you be looking and stuff. But it's just always in the back of your head, though. But that's just something you really born with. With that. What is Bobby having you do to even enhance your play more at this point in the season? Really, uh, like I say, Bobby T, he do a good job of just uh, when we watch film, he lets you know, like, hey, look, look at this. Like, he asks you, 
where you should have cut at right here. So he just making it known or just keeping it in your head like, okay, this is where it's going to be at or look, you should have done this. So uh, he do a really good job of that. When you watch film of the Seahawks, what do you see out of Bobby Wagner? Oh, he's aggressive uh, linebacker. Like I say, he, uh, he's been in the game a, a long time now. So uh, like I say, he's aggressive, but you just got to bring it. Just going to Seattle and being in that environment for the first time. Do you look forward to going to certain stadiums? Yeah, uh, everybody tell me the stadium's loud and stuff, and it's gonna be a good crowd. So, but uh, like I say, I treat, I treat every game. We all treat every game the same. Thank you. Hello. Great. How are y'all? Has it been fun for you to have Eric move inside more often? I asked him. I asked him that. Has it been better for you inside? He likes it in there. I like him. I like it when he's in there with me. Uh, I mean, it's tough to run the ball when both of us are in there. So I like that, yeah. Seems like uh, Maurice Hurst is getting closer to you know, returning to the field. What, what would he bring to the, this defense if he's out there on Sunday? I think he showed that briefly. And uh, was it two games that he played? Uh, he made an impact immediately. Um, He's an instinctive guy, as a bunch of us are. Um, you can make plays, and, and uh, that's what we need. But I uh, can't wait to get him back. How did City team something that was important to you for my cause, my <clears throat> Um Honestly, um, me and my wife were looking for an organization that was kind of smaller. Um, but uh, just along the lines of homelessness is uh, something that's always been close to my heart. Just, I mean, Seeing seeing the homeless breaks my heart every time. So who would I be not to not to help? Yeah, I mean to change you but you have stayed on the field. Um, I know that's been an emphasis in the past, you know, there's only so much you can do. Huh. But anyway, how big is it how big a deal is it to you that you've been able to, you know, play eleven eleven of eleven games? That's huge. For me it's huge. Um like you like you all know, I mean I haven't been on the field the past few years for all the games. It's a, something here and something there, but uh, it's a blessing to be on the field for 11 out of 11 games, and um, hopefully we can make the rest. One of the games that you missed in 2019 was the big one at Seattle. Yeah. Um, where, where were you? For, were you at that game? Um, where did um, you watch it from? I think. Uh, yeah, I was there. No, yeah, I was there. I was actually there. Um, I got to experience it. I was in the locker room after everything. It just didn't feel right to me, just not being able to. I mean, I celebrated, but it was a different celebration for me. It was like, like, dang, I could have been a part of that. But God has his plan, so. A lot of guys have spoken about their, their kind of almost rituals during the final drive. I think Debo said he didn't even watch because he couldn't, you know, oh, watch the defense. Yeah, it yeah was, so what, what were you doing during that final drive? Uh, I think I was I was pretty sure we were going to make a stop. Um, I can't even tell you exactly what I was doing, but um, all I know is when when they said that Dre stopped him, I just went crazy, just like everybody else. But uh, that was a moment I'll never forget, never. And Trent Williams are so cerebral when they're breaking down pass rush plays and mm -hmm. how to just their technique. Mm -hmm. What have you seen from both of those two through the last two years, maybe Bosa while he's coming back from injury as well? Uh, technicians, um, they inspire me 
Uh, every time, every well, Bosa for the most part inspires me. Just watching him develop his game because um, that's what he does. He's he's developing. He doesn't he doesn't just stop. He I'm Nick Bosa. I I can just come out here and play. No no no. He he wants to develop. He's in the weight room every day. As you if you could see, he's before practice. He's the first one on the field. Um, he's a he's a technician, and I love that about him. Um, that if he's on my side, get ready to rush outside, get ready to run down the quarterback. Does surprise you how technical he is? I mean, there are some people that, you know, their physical prowess makes them a better player, but mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, he's such a, um, a student in the game as well. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me, um, knowing, knowing that family's history. Um, it's a great, great family. Well, that bloodline will be strong for a long time. But um, he, uh, yeah, he's a technician, so you can't. There's not, there's nothing really to judge about him. Um, he's a tough-minded guy, uh, real low-key, and uh, he just likes to work. Uh, since Russell Wilson came back, he hasn't looked quite right. Um, the offense hasn't looked quite right. Obviously, the three-and-eight record is, is unusual for them. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys have to be wary that suddenly old Russell. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. Um, like that's that's all I'm gonna say. Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. We can't can't sleep on anybody on that team. Uh, anybody in the NFL, uh, Russell could come out and play his best game of the season, but uh, we'll play ours, so we're prepared. Very nice. Thank y'all. My friends. Hello. George, your mic caused my cleats. Why is that organization important to you, and, and why did you choose it? Taps. Um, well, I've always liked working with the military. Um, my, I've had several family members that have been in the military that have gone on multiple tours, and, like, I don't know, my uncle served, I think, two tours, and, like, that was right when I think I was, like, between the ages of like six to 12 and like I lived right next to uh, his house. And so I just, I knew the impact of him not being there for long periods of time. And um, and then at the 2018-19 Pro Bowl, I think it was, we got to work with TAPS and I got to really figure out what like they were all about. And um, they pay the ultimate sacrifice to allow us to live our lives here um, the way that we want to live them. And so I feel like, you know, as much as help and um, awareness I can spread about TAPS and the good that they do. Um, I just try to do it all the time because I think it's a wonderful organization. I've met wonderful people through that organization. And uh, it's just been fun for me to be able to work with them. The uh, Seahawks are obviously 3-8, and eight, a little wounded uh, right now. It seems like just based on what other coaches and players have talked about, a theme this week has been, they, you know, they play a lot of close games. They're in some ways still the Seahawks, and you know, don't let your guard down. Is that accurate? I mean, I don't know, you probably Kyle probably gave you the spiel of you know they what was it three to zero with three minutes left against the Packers. Um, they were in the game against Washington even after they had like seven three and outs. Their offense might not be clicking right now, but their defense is, I think, playing at a high level. I mean, anytime you got Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams, Diggs, uh, you know, DJ Reed out there, like they're those are guys that can make plays and they can change the game. They're they're game changers, 
And any offense that has Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett on it can score. You look at their like two scoring drives against uh, Washington. They scored on like three, four plays and like just shot plays, and that's what they're really good at. And Russell's got paid the way he did because he knows how to win, and that's what they do. They win, and like they've been unfortunate the last couple of weeks. You know, I just, you know, <laughs> I think every time that the Niners and the Seahawks play, it's usually a pretty good game. And whether they have zero wins and we're undefeated, or you know, we have zero wins and they're undefeated, I think it's always a good game. And we're each going to give each other our best shot, and this you know, I think is going to be our toughest game of the year. And I think they would say the same thing. Is Seattle the most intense uh, atmosphere you play in? Yeah, hmm. uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, I know for me, like when you go to a stadium and it's like built up like that, and the sounds just coming down on you the whole time, and you can feel the passion of hatred from their fans. That's what football's supposed to be. Um, you know, we're not supposed to like each other, and you can definitely feel that from their fans, and I love that. I mean, that's, that's football. Uh, I mean, there, uh, New Orleans was pretty dang fun. Um, just, you know, like similar atmosphere. It's just loud, and they're on top of you. Um, but, yeah, no, I always love playing in Seattle, um, and it's always just – it's just a great football atmosphere. You were in the locker room the second half last year's visit. Yes, I was. Different sound in there. And oh, you hear it for sure still. Yeah, you definitely hear the cheers or the boos. You hear them both. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'm just on the field the entire game this year. Oh, my favorite game for Seattle was 2018 when we beat them here. Because uh, I think it was the first time we beat them in a long time. Um, it was a sloppy, wet game. We ran gap scheme on them like eight times in the last two drives and fourth quarter and overtime to win the game. Uh, Nick Mullen's a quarterback. Um, but that, that, that game was awesome. Um, just the way that we won it, it was just so gritty. Garrett Selleck had a touchdown, which was awesome. Um, and then after that, I got to go to ta tables, ladders, and chairs uh, at the SAP Center, which was a blast. It was really fun for me. Is there something about this rivalry where those plays, those moments stick with you more strongly than other games maybe? Um, I mean, rivalry games mean a lot. Uh, something that stood out to me is they've won 16 out of the last 19, which is not acceptable. Um, and I know like, not everybody here has been a part of all those games, obviously, but that's still quite the streak. And the only way to you know, you know, kind of work your way against that is to win games. And this gives us this week's an opportunity for us to you know, make it um, 16 for 20. And so that's that's what we're going to try to do out there is just win because they've had our number a lot over the you know my career and years before that. So we just want to go out there and win this game. How do you know that stat? My dad told me that one. Yeah, he made sure to let me know that one. Just uh, just give me a little edge. Yeah, just in case you're a little edgy. Yeah. You know. okay. It's I mean, conference games are different. You, you got to go into it with a, it, it is a different mindset. Um, like you want to go into every game, you know, angry and ready to win, but. Division rivals, like they're always tough games. They're never really blowouts. Um, they're always, you know, gritty, grindy, and uh, you just got to really work your tail off, or otherwise you're going to get embarrassed. Did he text you these stats? No, I had uh, <clears throat> my podcast with my dad, and my sister. We had Lake and Tomlinson on last night, and he made sure to let us know about that one. He said, hey, you know, 16 for 19. I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. It feels great. Sick. Is your dad still writing you uh, letters before every game? Every game. Still the same kind of theme of. Would something like that make the letter as well? A hundred percent will. No, it's always a page and a half due to like, you know, Niners, C uh, Niners for Seahawks, Ravelry, you know, whatever, how many games they played, like 46 or something like that. And um, so you always get some statistics in there and um, then it gets a little edgy and angry and pissed off and gets me rolling. I apologize for the randomness of this question. Oh, oh dear. Five, five pack question. Uh, the, uh, 
the uh, custom, are those custom, the ones you have with the Niners logo on them? I don't wear those. In pictures. Yeah, I wear the old school ones that have been worn by like six different Niners players in the last 25 years. Gritty, come on, man. I'm, I'm a grimy guy, so yeah, whatever, you know, whatever worked back then works for me now. But yeah, no, those, they're, they're cool. I will say that they, they definitely look cool, but I like the sleek ones. Oh, I don't. They just send stuff to the whole team, like in preseason. And I got like two pairs in my locker, but I like the old school ones better. Do you get the sense that Fred Warner is going to try to play this week? I hope so. I mean, like, I hope that's his mindset, which I think it is. I know I feel like Fred and me are pretty similar. Like we do everything that we can to be able to be available on Sundays. Um, uh, the amount of work, like I don't know, we practice hard, but the amount of time that we put into our bodies, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I know that he is working diligently on being able to be on the field on Sunday. And I mean, I, if he plays, I will. I won't be surprised. And if he doesn't play, I, it's a hand like you know, he's dealing with something, and I, it's not going to be disappointing for me. Like obviously, I want him out there, but you know, whatever's best for him. Uh, you know, we got, we still got some games left that he needs to play in. Can you walk, uh, walk me through what your routine is when you get the, the game plan. The first time you get the game plan for the week, I and mean, is there a certain spot that you you go to something that you look for is, is it you know something that you're you're eager to see is what mike and kyle have come up with oh uh, i mean we always start out with the pass install so first and second down pass game um and no i mean i just follow along with kyle i mean he details up almost every single play and it's just fun to listen to him talk about the you know how specific the route needs to be whether it's the depth the angle how you run on a certain player it pulls up clips to compare it to show you what it's supposed to look like I just try to follow along, and I know there's always a couple pages in there that you know I get a you know a couple plays here and there that I'm excited about. But uh, I'm overall just uh, just excited to see all the things that we have up and how different it is from last time, or how similar it is. Um, and then the run game's always fun too because McDaniel's installs that, and those are always really fun installs. He's an exciting person to listen to talk. George, uh, oh, Morgan, if Fred doesn't play as easy, uh, he seems like a, a guy whose style of play you would uh, appreciate. What do you, uh, I don't know, I guess, in watching him, do you enjoy, you enjoy uh, the way he gets after it? It reminds me of Jeff Wilson. That's like the comparison that I see. I think they go to a dark place and they just kind of, once they put that helmet on, it's football and that's it. And, um, you know, he might be out of place once in a while, but that guy flies around and hits people very hard. Um, and when you're on offense, like, you feel those hits and you feel guys that bring it every single play, whether it's the first quarter whether it's a fourth quarter, whether it's play 18 of a drive or the first play of a drive, like guys are bringing every single snap. They're different. They're, they're difference makers. They're game changers. Um, and Aziz is playing some really good ball right now, and I'm excited to see him, um, you know, whether play, Fred plays or not. But watching Aziz is always fun. There you guys. Thanks, George. Thanks, guys. was saying, uh, talking about your kind of cerebral approach to the game and some of the conversations that he's overheard you have with, with Trent Williams and how technical they get. Can, can you just lend some insight into what those conversations are like when you and Trent are having a back and forth about you know, pass rush? Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. We're just talking about what we see, what, what we feel, what's harder for him to deal with, what, what makes me good, um, what makes him good. 
bunch of hands, speed, movement, fakes, a uh, bunch of stuff like that. Can you give like one example of this something that you guys might talk about? Would you say hands or Um I don't know. I don't know. Trent's good at uh well one time Trent uh I forget what it was. I don't know, you just see Trent doing stuff in the middle of reps that guys usually wouldn't think of, like, if I get him on a power, and usually guys would just be struggling to anchor and sit on it. He'll be jumping back to get low, and then he'll swipe an arm down and grab me and pull me in. and So just stuff like that, I don't know. Cerebral part hasn't been a part of your game in the past, but I'm curious. Coming off of the injury, was that something that you felt like you needed to ramp up at all? Um, you know, maybe studying more a little bit to to help you kind of get confidence back and, and that kind of thing. Um, cerebral. I don't know if I'd. I think that just kind of just comes with playing. Um, I was actually thinking uh, today, uh, like why I haven't missed as many sacks this year as, as 2019. And I always thought in 2019, like, I needed to do more drills where I'm actually taking down the quarterback. And, like, I would always think, like, what is he going to do? What is he going to do when I get through? And it's just me and him. And it's not about me doing things differently. It's just about me playing more. And uh, it kind of just happened. Um, so I've been more efficient with that. Would you say that you were overthinking it in 2019? Possibly, yeah, it's trying to correct things that really didn't need correcting. As far as the hand stuff, some people in the past, defensive linemen in the past, have done martial arts and things like that to increase speed and things of that nature. Have you done anything like that? No. Um, it's always been kind of natural for me just feeling out where, where my hands are. And sometimes guys ask me how I do it, and I, I really don't have an answer. Um, yeah, I don't even think I look at the lineman when I'm rushing him. I think my eyes are in the backfield. Um, so there's, I mean, Coach Johnson at Ohio State definitely gave me a good groundwork on how to use my hands. and. But I feel like that's always been my strength, even since high school. Do you still stay in touch with Coach Johnson? Yeah, I do. He's super busy right now with the season, but we, we talk every once in a while. Is that a coaching point for defensive ends to have your eyes in, in the backfield uh, as you're engaging with? I don't know. I don't know if that. Sometimes I try to tell myself to, to look at what I'm doing, like look at my work and and uh, not worry. like get my eyes in the backfield when um when I once I win but I don't know I feel like it's different for different rushers like what exactly they're they're looking at you keep more of a mental file of offensive tackles or quarterbacks mental file definitely tackles yeah 
quarterbacks you hate? Um, yeah, all of them. That's <laughs> why I said plural. How, uh, I guess, why have you in the past hit it off with Joe Burrow? And then did that connection get any stronger just as you guys dealt with your knee injuries? I think we had a pretty good uh, friendship before that. Um, Three years at Ohio State together, same group of friends. Um, would always go out together after games and hang out in the dorms my uh, freshman year. Um, so yeah, we were good buddies from, uh, from the beginning. No, I actually don't hate Joe. <laughs> um, I talked to Joe Staley about what makes Trent Williams so different as a tackle, and he spoke about how He's incredibly light on his feet, but has so much strength in his upper body still. Do you, is that unusual for guys that you face, especially at tackle? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was actually talking to him on Thanksgiving about like what he thinks is the best te offensive line technique. Like he doesn't really um, play like many guys. He play. He kind of does his own thing and. You can't really like it. I'm sure if I was an offensive lineman, I wouldn't be able to just ask Trent how to do it because only he could do it that way. So um, I think he's able to not get uh, top heavy and not give you his hands in any way because he's so stout. And he could bend really well. So when he does get powered, he could drop his hips back and, and really get low and stop guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, being strong is really important as a tackle. And uh, when he gets his hands on you, it's pretty much over. You get the sense that Fred Warner's trying to be able to play this game? I'm sure he is, yeah. Are you, are you expecting to see him out there? I. Really have no clue. I've been asking him how he's feeling, but uh, I couldn't tell you. Okay, no. hmm? He says he's feeling okay, or is, what's he say? Um, I'm sure Fred only has one answer. So. It sounds like everyone has been informed that the Seahawks are only losing 7 nothing with five minutes left to the, in Green Bay and maybe some other examples that they're you – know, not a, a true three and eighteen. I mean, do you have to guard against that? I mean, they still have Russell Wilson, and he could emerge and just be wary that you know it could be sleeping Seahawks or whatever. Yeah, no. I I was watching the game the other night, and I saw a good team. Uh, I not for one second saw a team that I was like, oh, this, we should definitely beat these guys. Like, we're gonna have to go play our best game, especially in Seattle. Um, they protect well, they have a good offensive line, um, good receivers, and they have Russell Wilson. So um, I know that we're not going to take them lightly. Garoppolo talked about his favorite memory is that game back in 2019 when Dre made the big stop at the goal line. Do you have a, a moment in that game that was your, just one that you don't forget about? In that game? Um, yeah, I tore my hand open, and I had to hold it up because it was so painful to like hold it down with the blood rushing to it. 
So I was just standing on the sideline like this. And Chris was like, are you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm good. DJ Jones and Eric Armstead have been playing together more in the middle. DJ said he's liked it a lot more, thinks that Eric does too. What have you seen from those two being next to each other in the, in the middle? I think it's a really good combination. Um, DJ at 2i and then Eric at 3 technique. I think they could put both play to their strengths, and uh, I think DJ's having an unbelievable year. Um, not many people watch D-tackle play as much, but he's as good as they get, and uh, and Eric's getting used to it, playing inside on first and second, and he's been great like he always is. Since, he's, since you've seen him. Hmm? What has DJ improved upon since you've seen him? I think just consistency and uh, keeping a, a routine and a good work ethic throughout the whole season and um, just really locking in and, and, uh, yeah, and it's showing. Call him a nose tackle. Is he actually playing more defensive tackle than, than maybe a couple of years ago? Yeah, he, we don't really play uh, a zero or a shade, which is like a two gap big guy. He he's more of a attack D tackle. Make sure you subscribe.